It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to blacktalkradionetwork.com, helping you filter through the noise. Real talk, black talk. Context of white supremacy. Uh, Justice and Gusty Renegade in for another program, a surprise program, actually. Um, I think most or many people who listen to this broadcast are aware of the black male, uh, Mr. Troy Anthony Davis, um, officially murdered uh, on Wednesday, September 21st, 2011. I saw many um, black people, non-white people who listen to this program. They were uh, in despair about what happened and uh, feeling a little down, um, just seeing white people uh, massacre black people consistently and not being able to solve this problem. Uh, I thought it would be constructive uh, for us to hear from uh, a victim of white supremacy who has dedicated a lot of time to opposing this system of injustice uh, and always has something encouraging to say. In fact, I remember, I think her second visit to the program, uh, one of her parting comments was, be not discouraged, Uh, and that was resonating in my mind this morning, and I thought it would be great uh, if we could get her on the program. She was uh, incredibly gracious and willing to come hang out with us for an hour. Uh, Joining us once again, uh, the author of the ISIS Papers, uh, general and child psychiatrist, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing. Uh, Dr. Welsing, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thank you so much for sharing some of your time with us. As I said, it is always just an incredible privilege to have you on the program. We are super grateful for you uh, just taking some time out of your busy schedule. Um, I guess before I begin with Troy Davis, um, how are you doing this evening? I can't complain. I, uh, well, we could always complain, but that uh, doesn't change things. So I'm doing fine, thanks. Outstanding. Um As I said, uh, the black male, uh, Troy Davis, uh, murdered yesterday, lethal injection uh, in the state of Georgia, Savannah specifically. Um, I I wanted to ask, before I even get to in terms of the despair that I saw with black people in addressing that, uh, just with his execution, uh, I thought it was, in my opinion, a really callous example of the psychological terrorism that racists inflict on black people, non-white people. I think they waited until 7 p.m. He was scheduled for execution, and they said, oh, wait a minute, we're going to have a delay. Uh, And they had a report online where it said this generated a lot of confusion because supporters and his family members, obviously this is what they had been working for. They thought the execution had been stayed so that he was going to be saved, no death penalty. Then they found out that that was not the case, and then he ended up being executed just you know, moments later anyway. Um, Can you touch on that aspect of what happened? 
Well, um, you know, I didn't focus um, on that, you know, aspect of it. Um, I think that um, we can be in despair uh, as long as we don't really understand the power context in which we find ourselves that really determines all of the events that we see taking place. Um, the fact that, you know, wait a minute, we might save him and then people get all excited, uh, that was unfortunate. It was a great tragedy uh, that this man, who was probably innocent, uh, was killed. But as black people, we have to begin to put things in a power construct context so that we're not jumping from one event to the next event to the next event to the next event and, you know, almost having a heart attack and, you know, what's going on. Uh, the killing of black men uh, has been historic in the system of racism and white supremacy. Um, you know, there's always some black man on death row in a massive movement, try to save him, and, uh, you know, in some cases he might be saved, and then in the majority of instances uh, they are executed uh, or they are, you know, put to death by other means. If we understand, and Neely Fuller has... Uh, talked about, and he certainly has been the person who has helped me understand that we are dealing with a total system structure. And I have said over and over again, if we understand racism, white supremacy, as a global system for white genetic survival, I'm going to repeat, it is a system for white genetic survival. It is a system for the genetic survival of a tiny white minority on planet Earth. Now, if we understand that, if we're trying to focus on economics alone, if we're trying to focus on anything other than we are dealing with a system that is about the genetic survival of people who classify themselves as white, local, national, global. Because if we deal with that terminology, genetic survival, the black man is the greatest threat to white genetic survival because of the genetic dominance of the ability to produce the black pigment melanin. It's men who are feared because it is only men, whether they are white, black, brown, red, or yellow, who can impose sexual intercourse. Females cannot impose sexual intercourse by force. So the idea of white genetic survival focuses on the segment of the population that can cause white genetic annihilation, especially with white females saying their ideal mate is tall, dark, and handsome. But it is projected, it has been projected historically that black men want to rape white women. But if we deal with that, then we understand why black men are always under attack. At the same time that uh, Troy Davis is under attack, we see President Barack Obama 
being treated with contempt, demeanment, and he has had more death threats than any president in the history of the United States. Do you see? So Troy Davis is representative of the same thing that is happening to Barack Obama. And the segment of the population that classifies itself as white that says their primary goal objective is to see that this man fails and doing everything conceivable if the economy of the nation falls apart, if people don't have jobs, black people as well as white people, if they don't have jobs, if they don't have health care, if the young people cannot afford to go to college, that's okay as long as we make this man fail. So black people as well as white people, anybody who is lamenting what happened to Mr. Davis, if they don't want to understand racism, white supremacy as a global system for white genetic survival, they're just playing games. And I mean that seriously because everybody wants to avoid focusing on racism, white supremacy as a system. We want to dismiss it and then when we see the evidence and the manifestation of racism, white supremacy, we want to go, oh, my, why did that happen? Now, Neely Fuller has said what? If you do not understand white supremacy racism, what it is, and exactly how it works, everything else that you understand will only confuse you. So anytime a person is going forward, and they, well, why do we have to talk about racism? Why is Dr. Francis Wilson always talking about racism? Why is Neely Fuller talking about racism? As long as people don't want to talk about racism, then they're going to be astounded and confused by the evidence and the manifestation of racism. See, that would be like a doctor not wanting to confront the idea of cancer and then saying, oh, my goodness, when people die of cancer. Or if a doctor didn't want to confront an understanding of what diabetes mellitus is all about. And so then when a person has it, oh, my goodness, what's going on? It is incumbent upon us, and especially incumbent upon black people, because for 500 years we have been victimized by one stage or another stage of racism, white supremacy. The enslavement of African people was a phase of the system of racism, white supremacy. What was happening during the enslavement? Black women were being raped and sexually abused on a daily basis by white men. Black men were being killed. Black women were being killed at will. And they had no protection. Anytime a person who classified him or herself as white, anytime they wanted to kill a black person, they could kill a black person and not suffer any consequence. And the same is going on with the case of Troy Davis. And I maintain that consciously and or subconsciously, the 
base programming, or shall I call it that, in the brain computer are people who classify themselves as white, who are consciously or subconsciously concerned about their genetic survival and therefore see the black male as the greatest threat to white genetic survival. They have to periodically go through. I can kill him if I want to. And that goes for the examples that we refer to as police brutality. I can beat a black man up and kill him any time I think I want to, and I can end up having it declared in the courts justifiable homicide. I have to be able to kill non-white people in general and black men in particular I have to reassure myself that I have the power to do that whenever I get ready. And the dominant society will support me in this behavior. Now, this is what we have to understand. Is it tragic? Yes, it's tragic. Racism, white supremacy is the major form of terrorism on the planet. It is a major form of injustice on the planet. See, people are being killed. I mean, we can look at Troy Davis or we can look at the people who are dying on the continent of Africa. We can look at the people who are starving in Haiti. We can look at the people who are starving in Somalia or Yemen. Anywhere you want to look. We can look at the black men who are incarcerated in the prison so that there are more black men who are in prison than are graduating from college. Seventy percent of the black families don't have fathers in the home because of the same war. Black male children do not have fathers to give them models for behavior of what adult male behavior is about, so a lot of young black males are running chaotically, undisciplined, in pain and despair because of the same system. So the question is, and the Attorney General, Eric Holder, the first black Attorney General of the United States, when he took office shortly thereafter, he raised the question, are we a nation of cowards being unable to talk about this dy dynamic? This is a major dynamic that is taking place on the planet. This is a major dynamic that is taking place in the area of the world that we call the United States of America. It's the reason that when you take the census, you are required to give your race classification. Now, the only people who are not confused when they fill out the census is the people who classify themselves as white. They don't go through whether they're mixed race or they don't go through other. They don't have any confusion. I'm white. That means I'm a part of a tiny minority of people on the planet who have the condition of skin albinism, and they are genetic recessive to the people who have the ability to produce color. That's just like President Obama's mother, white, father, black, 
the white is annihilated because of the genetic dominance of the ability to produce melanin pigment. So this, I maintain, is a part of the reason every time they look at President Obama, they are seeing white genetic annihilation. And this is counter to the determination of white genetic survival by any means necessary. So the tragedy of killing a black man who is innocent, more likely than not innocent, but that's dismissed. We have to be able to kill you. We have to be able to assure ourselves that we have the power to control men of color, people of color, particularly black, because black has the greatest genetic potential to cause white genetic annihilation. So I would want, if I could wave a magic wand, the people who classify themselves as white instead of engaging in the denial of racism, they would confront their reality and begin to deal consciously with their fear of genetic annihilation and what it makes them do. This is the reason that the population that classifies itself as white has to have all kinds of guns. When President Barack Obama became president, it was a massive purchasing of guns. Guns are the answer. Whites do not have the genetic potential to cause black annihilation, genetic annihilation. So the gun is the instrument, the symbolic instrument. You have genes that can cause my annihilation, my genetic annihilation. I have a weapon that can annihilate you. Now the question is, as the Attorney General said, when are we going to get the courage as people on this planet to face reality? What did the Norwegian mass murderer say a few months ago, I think? He was killing large numbers of non-white children at a camp because he was making a statement. He wasn't insane. He was making a statement. It's too many non-white people coming into Europe. It's too many non-white people that the European women are having relationships with and producing non-white children. And he said, I'm going to do something about it. That's the same thing as the people who made the decision in Georgia. We're going to go forward and kill this man. Forget the evidence. We don't need any interference. And support it at the highest level of the legal system, the Supreme Court. So this is nothing new. This has been going on. Do you see? And when they're I'm, what, 76 years old, when there are younger people who are saying, well, that's old school. That's just the tragedy of ignorance. And it's the tragedy that older black people haven't helped younger black people 
understand the reality because older black people want to pretend that we are, what, uh, now a non-racial society, that fantasy. You can't talk about non-racial when you have black unemployment as twice or three times that of whites. You can't talk about non-racial when you have black people having a much higher level of hypertension, diabetes, renal disease. All of the diseases that are the manifestations of 24-7 stress. Black people are being stressed 24-7 dealing with one aspect of racism or another aspect of racism. Across the board of activities, economics, education, entertainment, labor law, politics, religion, sex, and war. So we can look at uh, Troy Davis's death under war. We have to be able to kill non-white people whenever we want. Otherwise, how are we going to survive as white people on the planet? See, now somebody will say, well, Dr. Welsing, there were large numbers of white people all over the world who had joined in the protest. The Pope joined in the protest. President Carter joined in the protest. But all of the people who classify themselves as white, what percentage of them are acknowledging that we are in a local, national, global system of racism, white supremacy. Or am I pretending that I'm not racist by demonstrating? Now, it's good that people were saying this is wrong, but unless they are willing to deal, and I'm saying white people as well as black people and all the colors in the middle, unless people are willing to deal with, wait a minute, what's causing this? This is nothing new. Black men have been lynched and castrated and killed and driving while black and beating them up whenever, stopping them when you want, beating them up, doing whatever you want to them, incarcerating them preventing them from being husbands and fathers. So as black people, you know, we want to sing and dance and every once in a while get upset when racism and white supremacy manifests itself. We don't want to focus 24-7. Instead of saying we are in a system of democracy, where everybody is equal. We are not in a system of democracy. We are in a system of racism, white supremacy, a system for the genetic survival of the people who classify themselves as white, whether consciously and or subconsciously determined. Now, when are we going to show our respect to Troy Davis and all of the thousands of others who have gone before him. When are we going to show the respect by saying, Mr. Davis, we acknowledge and understand why this happened to you? Just like it happened to all the other similar cases. 
which is why more black men die on death row than white men. So we are challenged. Again, I said, yes, it's a tragedy what happened to him, but it's a tragedy every day. I'm a general psychiatrist and child psychiatrist. It's a tragedy looking at all these black male children who don't have fathers in their homes because the fathers don't have jobs and are systematically denied employment. Or children who can't sit still in school because they're suffering from depression of not having fathers. So, you know, it's one thing to demonstrate with signs. All of that, I guess, has its purpose. But if we're not willing to acknowledge and to talk about 24-7, we are in a system of racism, white supremacy, a system for white genetic survival that needs to be replaced with a system of justice on planet Earth so there can be peace and human beings can be treated with dignity and respect. See, it's just like all of the people who classify themselves as white who have sex with black and other non-white people. They don't belong to an organization about ending white supremacy and taking a John Brown position about ending white supremacy. So all of that is show. All the people who are adopting little black children, the movie stars, and they parade around with some little black child that they have adopted. Why not stop the system that causes the starvation of children or the killing of the parents so that the parents can't take care of the children? context of white supremacy. Uh, joining us again, uh, our guest for the evening, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing. Um, wow, I had so many thoughts um, as you were sharing with us. Um, one of the immediate things that popped into my mind, um, I'm aware of many, I've seen many reports where the press has said, well, the White House hasn't commented, President Obama hasn't commented on what happened uh, with Troy Davis. And uh, I just know that black people, non-white people are going to use this as another example of, see, President Obama's not looking out for us black people. Uh, what would your thoughts be on anyone who, you know, tries to criticize President Obama and say, see, he's not, he's not helping black people. He didn't even say anything about Troy Davis. What would your thoughts be on that? President Barack Obama is attacked 24-7 because he is a black man attempting to function as president of the United States. Do you see with people who classify themselves as white of all stripes, Republicans and Democrats, have decided, wait a minute, we can't continue with a black man in this position of power. So he receives death threats if he tried to come out in defense of Troy Davis or the interests of black people if we think that he's being attacked now, he would be doubly attacked. 
So he's trying to find his way, perhaps without fully understanding the system of racism and white supremacy himself. His posture was, let's work together. Let's all get along, like Rodney King. Let's let's be fair. Let's make people let certain people have health care. Let's try to make people get people to have jobs. No, we're going to stop you. And first he talks too soft and then he talks too strong. No, this is just systematic racism, white supremacy. And black people need to understand it so that we don't find ourselves in the monkey see, monkey do meaning that when white people start attacking black people, then black people who don't understand racism jump on the bandwagon, whether it's Barack Obama or O.J. Simpson or anybody else. So President Obama, the, the Republican candidates are having a forum tonight. Not a single one is talking about doing anything for black people. Not a single one. And without announcing he's doing it for black people, President Obama tried to institute health care, trying to do something about jobs. But if he were to come out and support Troy Davis, he tried to mention and say that racism was important to talk about, just like the Attorney General. Somebody told them, you're not going to be talking about racism. And within the framework of all the death threats and death threats to his family members that he's had, we've had presidents assassinated before. And they didn't get the number of daily death threats that President Barack Obama is getting. So instead of, you know, putting the pressure on one man that he's supposed to solve all of black people's problems, why don't we take the courage and speak up about racism, white supremacy? And I'm not talking about hating white people. It's a waste of time to hate white people. White people have their objective, white genetic survival on the planet, which is why black people in this area of the world have experienced what they have experienced for 500 years. If President Lincoln, when he emancipated the enslaved Africans, if the Africans, if the black people were given, you know, now you're, you're really free. We don't even focus on color. Forget color. We don't just human beings interacting. White would have disappeared. There wouldn't be white people in this area of the world if everybody was just relating based on human interaction. There wouldn't be any white people because they would have all been genetically annihilated by the dominant genetic ability to produce melanin pigment. Again, uh, Dr. Francis Cress-Welsing, um, uh, if you all have questions,
questions or comments uh, that you would like to share. Uh, oh, got disconnected. I will dial her back. Uh, dialing Dr. Welsing back if you hear. Forgive. Racist interference, I suspect. Hello. Yes, ma'am. We heard you. Yeah, we got cut off. Uh-huh. White people, I suspect. Um, <laughs> you. Uh, the last thing we heard. Um, white people respond. They're doing. This is their agenda. This is what they're supposed to do according to white genetic annihilation. Us needing to understand that, and black people or non-white people, uh, we're going to take the initiative to speak up and address racism, as opposed to just pointing the finger to President Obama to solve black people's problems. See, our challenge. As black people, we have been taught under the system of racism, white supremacy, to hate ourselves as black people. And so our challenge is, first and foremost, is to, uh, well, we should have the ultimate goal objective of replacing the system of racism with a system of justice. Justice meaning no one is mistreated. No one. No one is mistreated. And those who need the most help get the most help. So the objective of talking about racism and white supremacy is not for the purpose of dogging the people who have white skin. No, it is to replace the system of racism, white supremacy, which is the highest form of terrorism and the highest form of injustice, to replace it with a system of justice on planet Earth. And the way we go about it is, I say justice is a byproduct of self-respect. Our respect for ourselves as black people in the system of racism, white supremacy, is tragically very low. That's why we can be comfortable calling ourselves niggers and bitches and hoes and gangsters and thugs and dogs and bow-wows because we have been taught to have no respect for ourselves as black people, as black people. And so we have to recognize this was necessary instruction in the system of racism, white supremacy, that the people who have the greatest genetic potential to annihilate, cause genetic annihilation, that those people have to be taught to hate themselves to just massively hate themselves. All you have to do is put them in front of a television or put them in front of any book, and they will learn that they should hate themselves because they are not valued. And they, the evidence that they are not valued is that you don't see their images. And if you see their images, they are being buffoon clowns or acting stupid. And the proof that these are the lessons that are taught, uh, CNN, maybe it's almost a year ago, Anderson Cooper had a program where they were asking little children, three-year-old white children, showing a, a strip with faces on it, but the faces were different colors moving from white to black. And which child is bad? And a little three-year-old white child points to the black 
which one is ugly, points to the black, which one do you not want to be friends with? Three years of age, white children know this. The great tragedy is, is that when those questions were asked to black children, which child is dumb, the black child points to black, which child is ugly, the black child points to black, which child is bad, the black child points to black. Because this is the message that is taught 24-7 in this system. And so then, you know, black people are taught to dislike themselves and to not respect themselves and one another, then it's easy to kill. So we are, you know, epidemic levels of black people killing other black people. So we have to understand this, embrace ourselves, and say, well, wow, this is tragically interesting, and we are going to reverse it. We are going to learn how to, first and foremost, understand racism, white supremacy, and secondly, we are going to transform black self-hate into black self-respect, because otherwise it's impossible to bring justice to this planet. The people who classify themselves as white, they have their excuse, we can't have justice and white genetic survival at the same time. So they are not going, they are in the power position, but they demonstrate this is not what they want to do. And so black people have to decide, first of all, we're going to learn how to respect ourselves, and Neely Fuller, when he listed the 10 stops, and I ended up referring to them as exercises in black mental health and black self-respect and exercises in counter-racism, stop name-calling one another, stop gossiping about one another, stop cursing one another, stop squabbling with one another. Stop being discourteous and disrespectful to one another. Stop stealing from one another. Stop robbing one another. Stop fighting one another. And stop killing one another. And I add to that, stop using and selling drugs to one another. Stop making black children think that as children they can be adequate mothers and fathers. Black people need to be 30 and 35 years of age before they think about bringing a child into this world so that they can spend the 30 years getting an education, learning skills, developing individual personality maturity so that they can function within the context of oppression and at the same time transform that that oppression. But you can't do it being 15 years old and having a baby, 16 years old and having a baby. It, it just won't work. So stop making black children think that as children they can be adequate mothers and fathers. Um, stop throwing down trash where black people live, work, and play. Stop pretending that racism, white supremacy does not exist, and stop allowing racism, white supremacy to cause division amongst the various shades of non-white people. <laughs> 
So just imagine where we would be if we internalized and practiced those behaviors. We must find our way to that. Do you see, instead of engaging or being hopeless and despairing, oh my, this is terrible, I don't know what to do. No, decide, well, I'm going to strengthen myself as a black person. I'm going to practice those behaviors that enhance my respect for myself and my respect for other black people. You see, and it doesn't mean practice being discourteous and disrespectful to white people, but at the same time, it's understanding racism and white supremacy, and it's understanding those behaviors and the patterns of thinking that people who classify themselves as white have obviously decided are their survival necessity, so that you're not deceived by that. I mean, you know, can dialogue with people who classify themselves as white and ask them to stop practicing white supremacy. But that's the job of people who classify themselves as white who say that they don't believe in racism. Their job is to work amongst white people, not come amongst black people and talk about, you know, what their intentions are, to work amongst people who classify themselves as white all levels of the white population. Go to the people who are speaking overtly about white supremacy. You know, talk to those people. Change those people. But black people have to work on learning to value themselves so that you never, ever hear the word nigger being used by black people. See, some black people have convinced themselves that the language of demeanment is an expression of love. That's like I killed him because I loved him. I mean, please. We we really have work to do. So we don't have time to despair. We have time to understand and to think about what is it that we are going to do as individual people. So you don't have to join any club. You don't have to pay any dues to stop name-calling other people, to stop gossiping about other people, to stop squabbling. You don't have to pay any dues. You don't have to go to any meetings. All you have to do is say, I understand racism, white supremacy. I understand what it has done to black people. I'm going to make my contribution to helping black people become an instrument of producing justice on this planet and becoming an instrument through maximizing and developing black self-respect. See, self-respect is the most powerful thing on the planet. There are no nuclear weapons that are more powerful than self-respect. Self-respect plus will plus determination will transform any of the people that we look at and we say, well, these are, you know, great people, the people who have gone before, who have made significant contributions. It's because self-respect plus the will, the will to keep on even though they are threatened with death. People like Martin Luther King, people like Malcolm X, 
and the thousands of others, Medgar Evers, all of the people who worked and sacrificed or, you know, who worked and did not mind giving their lives for the cause of justice. So, you know, whatever I can say, do not despair. Do not despair. Go and look in the mirror and decide, I'm going to value myself as a black person, and I'm going to treat myself with respect, and I'm going to treat other black people with respect. And, you know, having respect for yourself doesn't have anything at all to do with how much your clothes cost. It doesn't have anything to do with how much sneakers cost. Self-respect is looking in the mirror when you are naked and unadorned and say, I value myself as a human being. And black people, I mean, we are the parent people on the planet. Whatever force created the universe made black people the mothers and fathers of everybody on this planet. If black people have a genetic mutation to albinism, that produces a white person. And you mix the white plus the black and you get all the colors in the middle. So the creative force in the universe, call it God, whatever, made black people crystal black people, the parents of all of the people on the planet. But the system of racism, white supremacy, has reduced us to the people who have demeaned themselves at the highest level. And by that I mean a willingness to call yourselves niggers and dogs and bitches and hoes and gangsters and thugs and bow-wows. See, no other people on the entire planet have been taken to that level of demeanment. But we have gone there. White supremacy said, I will pay you. I'll pay you millions of dollars to stand on a stage and start talking about bitches and hoes and gangsters and thugs and grabbing your genitals and behaving in a trashy manner and showing that trashiness to people all over the entire planet. So we have to be aware of that and decide, wait a minute, we're the parent people. The parent people are supposed to get themselves together so they can get the house in order. And we do it by understanding we now have the possibility of understanding racism, white supremacy more deeply than we understood during the civil rights era because we thought then, well, it was just a matter of changing the laws, get the laws changed. And it's just like we thought during formal enslavement. If they just take the chains off, everything is going to be all right. And we soon found out that we were being oppressed by a legal system, a legal system, an educational system that deprived us of education, you see. But now the system has become refined to the point that 
if a black child is trying to study in school and learn, somebody's going to say, you're trying to be white or you're acting white. In other words, being ignorant is where we are supposed to be as black people. But, you know, we can just say, well, this is interesting. This is interesting what has happened to us and what is our determination. And as I said, everybody needs to start with, wait a minute, we need to get down in the boot camp of transforming what we think about ourselves. See, as long as people are thinking, I have to bleach my skin, I have to, you know, purchase some hair from Asia, so I can swing my hair around like white people. We're not into self-respect. So it's, it's a lot for us to be challenged by. And, uh, you know, when you look at a problem or you look at, it's like somebody may be running track and, you know, they realize that they have, of all the people who are running, they have the worst timing. Now, they could despair and say, well, I'll never be the track star that I want to be because my time is worse than anybody else's. Or they can say, well, this is interesting. My time is the worst time that has ever been recorded. But I'm going to get on the track and I'm going to practice day after day after day. And I am determined that I am going to be the very best runner that has ever run. So that's what we're challenged to be. So I do understand how people could, you know, feel this is tragic. What happened to Mr. Davis, it is a tragedy, but it is the evidence that we are in a system of racism, white supremacy the system that Neely Fuller was genius enough to help us understand this is a system. And it's the same thing that Dr. W.E.B. Du Bois talked about in 1903. It's 108 years ago. He said the problem of the 20th century is a question of the color line between the lighter and the darker races of mankind. And Neely Fuller came along and said that color line is a total system structure. It is a system of racism, white supremacy, that operates simultaneously in economics, education, entertainment, labor law, politics, religion, sex, and war. Now, he, that was genius high, hard work that he did. So now we understand. I came along and made a contribution saying it's about white genetic survival because the white population is fewer than one-tenth of the people on the planet, and they are not genetically superior as they have been saying, and it is not black people who are genetically inferior. It's black people who are genetically dominant, and white skin is a genetic recessive condition, a mutation and it can be genetically annihilated by dominant genetic ability to produce skin coloration. So now we can understand what we're dealing with, and it is up to us to not despair, 
it's it's sort of like being in a, I guess in an army. I've never been in the army or the military, but soldiers fighting a war. One soldier is killed, the others don't stop. The others keep going. And so we have to keep going, being determined that it is our job to see that justice is produced on planet Earth so all people can live in peace. We don't have justice. We have a system of racism, white supremacy. And so if every black person decides, well, I'm going to participate. I'm not going to despair. I'm going to participate and help bring justice. And I'm going to just do it. My little contribution is going to be to work on my self-respect. I think I'll practice no gossiping, no name-calling, no squabbling. Can you imagine how beautiful that would be? No, no being, No being discourteous or disrespectful. To another black person never ever and we will look up and find out that uh, we are a very strong and powerful people because we have found the value of self-respect and we are on our way to produce justice on this planet and that means no one is mistreated no one is allowed to be mistreated and those who need the most help get the most help. Wow, I, I definitely, uh, man, <laughs> outstanding. I'm so glad you were able to share that. Um, I, I also wanted to ask because uh, Mr. Fuller, he's been on this program many times, and uh, I think this relates directly to white genetic annihilation uh, and getting a group of people to not reproduce themselves. Uh, Mr. Fuller speaks against so-called homosexual activity, anti-sexual behavior, the term that he uses. Uh, one of the big photographs that I saw, a uh, news report uh, about the murder of Troy Davis, they had a huge photograph of a white woman, and she was crying. She had been speaking, and, and as you talked about the show, uh, some white people looking like they were concerned about Troy Davis and didn't want this to happen and saying it was incorrect. Uh, they had a photograph of her, and uh, she was hugging another female. And the caption of it read, uh, Minister Lynn Hopkins left, and she looks like a white person, uh, comforts her partner, Carolyn Bond, after hearing that the U.S. Supreme Court rejected a last-minute plea of Georgia death row inmate Troy Davis. And I thought, wow, they, uh, they're taking this moment where a black male is, is murdered uh, to parade this anti-sexual behavior uh, in front of black people and make it seem like, oh, we're really concerned and against racism. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, if you think that's relative to white genetic annihilation, white supremacy. Well, um, again, you know, I think that uh, people who classify themselves as white have to go beyond protesting the individual death of a black person. And if they are serious about thinking that the killing of a black man 
and the killing of an innocent black man is wrong, then they have to say, well, why is this a pattern? Why has this existed for the last 500 years? What are we, people who classify themselves as white, what are we doing that is causing this? So I think that that's, that's, in my view, what people who classify themselves as white should be, if they were to ask me, should be engaged in doing. And uh, they should also tell black people what white people talk about when there are no black people around. Because white people are talking code about maintaining racism and white supremacy which is why the conversation has to change if a, if a black person comes around. So being truthful. But again, uh, the the work of bringing justice to the planet, as I said, I believe I understand why people who classify themselves as white behave in the way that they do. And I think that black people should not be waiting for people who classify themselves as white to stop doing what they're doing. If this is what they feel they must do to survive, that's what they're doing on their side of the chessboard. And it's up to black people to do what they are supposed to do to bring justice to this planet as the parents of the planet. Do you see? So, you know, complaining about, in other words, Yes, do we have to understand and know what the behaviors that are a part of the system of racism and white supremacy? Yes. But we are not dependent on, you know, well, we can't do anything or nothing can happen and people who classify themselves as white don't change. And this is why people must work on their self-respect. Because the more you work on your self-respect, your self-respect helps you understand what's important for you to do. And I would just say in terms of homosexual behavior that uh, people who want to project themselves into the future for a thousand generations have to respect the act of self-reproduction, which takes a male and a female. Now, people who uh, behave differently in terms of their sexuality, that needs to be understood. But reproducing the self, valuing the self and reproducing the self is activity between a male and a female. And if everybody on the planet decide they're only going to relate to the same sex, then there won't be human beings on the planet. So the endorsing of life. Uh, there are some people who believe that uh, the system of racism is in decline and that it can only focus on massive killings. And if killing becomes a dominant form of cultural expression, then human life has no value. If human life has no value, 
then the procreation of human beings has no value. So people need to look deeply into. See, the system of racism necessitates mass murder going on all the time as a means of ensuring that there will not be white genetic annihilation. And basically this is what the Norwegian mass murderer uh, stated in his manifesto. So black people, people who are projecting and seeing for, you know, thousands and thousands of years into the future, we intend black people to be present on the planet. That means that value, high-level value, is placed on procreation at the appropriate time, not just blind producing children that cannot be taken care of, but procreation when it is appropriate that takes a male and a female. And so it's not putting down anybody. It's just endorsing male-female procreation as an endorsement of human life as opposed to the devaluation of human life. See, we don't really know all of the reasons that um, sexuality can be altered. There are chemicals that are in the water supply at this time that will cause male amphibians and fish to become feminine. Is that something that is influencing the behavior of people on the planet at this time? Don't know all the answers to that. Uh, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, author of the ISIS papers, uh, and I just want to remind folks this was a surprise uh, broadcast, wasn't planned. Dr. Welsing, gracious enough to share an hour of her time with us this evening. Uh, just be not discouraged. We have work to do, soldiers in the war against racism, white supremacy. Thank you so much for sharing a bit of your time. I uh, think it really will be helpful for a lot of victims to uh, keep their head up and continue the work that we have to do as black people. Um, well, again, I commend you for, you know, having this program and commend your audience for listening and thinking about the most important thing on the planet to think about. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Welsing. Have a great evening. Same to you. <laughs> for sure. Context of white supremacy. Um saw a couple folks who uh, had hands up. Um, we were only doing an hour because it was such short notice. Uh, I just spoke with Dr. Welsing at uh, – 7 p.m. her time, and she was willing to go live at 8 p.m., um, 76 years young and a soldier against racism, white supremacy. Uh, we'll take a quick commercial break, and uh, I'll come back. If uh, folks have anything quick that they would like to share, uh, we can do that, and uh, I'll do our news report for the day. A uh, quick commercial break, and we will be right back. Context of white supremacy, uh, I will take a moment uh, just to recognize uh, Mr. Troy Anthony Davis, as well as the other, I mean, countless victims of racism, white supremacy, uh, who have been, continue to be mistreated and or murdered uh, by a racist woman and racist man. Uh, we'll take a quick pause and then do our commercial break, context of white supremacy.
RacismDaily.com, your number one source for global news reports on race, racism, and overt actions of white supremacy. From Asia to the Americas to Europe to Australia to Africa, racism is not a thing of the past. It is our current reality. Be informed. Be globally informed. You should be the first to know. RacismDaily.com, RacismDaily.com, RacismDaily.com. Is racism hurting you? On issues of race, are you unable to speak, think, and act with clarity and confidence? Are you tired of laughing when nothing is funny, smiling when you are not happy, agreeing when you really disagree? Counterracism.com, you can learn specific strategies and techniques to counter the behaviors of the people who practice racism in all areas of activity. Using words correctly, following counter-racist logic, even counter-racist science projects designed to reveal what racism is, how it works, and how to counter it. The open source code writing format allows you to pick and choose from a variety of counter-racist suggestions so you can produce the code that works for you. Stop by counterracism.com today and help replace racism with justice. That's counter-racism.com. Do you need a one-stop shop for all of your multimedia needs? Triumphant Multimedia is a skilled team of professionals with a passion for great marketing and chic design. Our specialties include consulting, brand development, copywriting, and creative graphic design that's second to none. We also offer photography, photo retouching, videography, and video editing. At Triumphant Multimedia, our goal is to provide highly effective creative solutions built to suit any individual need or budget. Give us a call at 678-732-8000. Or check us out online at trimultimedia.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome. This is Justice with the Cows Radio Program. If you want to learn about understand, and counter racism, white supremacy, be sure not to miss a cow's episode. We keep them jammed, packed with constructive information to sharpen your use of words to help eliminate the system of racism, white supremacy, ASAP. Also, for more information on racism, white supremacy, and to invest in my counter-racist efforts, please visit my blog, justdojusticetoday.blogspot.com. You're just saying just buckets and buckets of words. Yo, this is Wade, one half of the Black Twins. I want y'all to check something out. Our latest project, Double Consciousness, the Mixed Message. This will be dropping October 2nd, 2011, featuring various audio from Umar Abdullah Johnson and Dr. Kambom, just to name a few. You can download this at www.gagmusicroom.bandcamp.com and at stlouismixtapes.com. That's stlmixtapes.com. Replace white supremacy with justice now. This mixtape is only for victims of racism and white supremacy.
context of white supremacy. Um, the news report uh, from today, I'm going to read. Uh, this is a message uh, from the victim of white supremacy, Mr. Troy A. Davis. Um, and I, I really want to emphasize uh, those two points, just uh, some of the reports that I saw. First of all, the delay. Um, I, I mean, that we began yesterday's broadcast uh, with Dr. Rasayong, um, white people, the confusion that was generated. In fact, I will go to my uh, my blog page or excuse me, my Facebook page uh, because I posted that. That's how we started yesterday's broadcast. Uh, confusion, white people just toying uh, with the lives of non-white people, uh, especially black people. Uh, they come out and say uh, that we're going to have a delay. Here we go. Uh, Troy Davis execution delayed while Supreme Court considers stay. And they use words, get people excited. Oh, they're going to do the correct thing. White people right on. It took them some time, but they finally decided to do the correct thing. You got uh, his family members and supporters thinking right on all that work paid off. And then they turn around within moments. Uh, no, uh, we're going to go ahead and bang, he's dead toying with non-white people. It is, it is entertainment for a racist woman and racist man to continue to molest and murder highly melanated folks. That was number one. The photograph, it's on the Cows group page on Facebook. Uh, it's on both of them. So you can go if you want the easy address, uh, the Cows Facebook page that Tater Pie created, that address Facebook.com forward slash RWSWJ. Uh, I'll say it again slowly. Facebook.com forward slash RWSWJ. And you'll see the photograph with the uh, anti-sexual suspected racist. Uh, and she's holding another female. They're crying. Oh, this is so sad. They killed black male. Uh, and it's oh, her part. And they make sure that that's explicit in the caption for the photograph. That this female, this is her partner, this other female, that they are together, so-called homosexuals. Um, I just thought that that was an extraordinary act of white supremacy. Uh, I mean, literally, like the vultures they are. White people come in and they take the spotlight. They are now center stage uh, over the corpse of Mr. Davis, uh, his body still warm, I suspect, and we've got white women out here. Oh, they work so hard. These anti-sexual, suspected white supremacist white women, they are the spotlight. Oh, we worked so diligently to try to save his life. Oh, this is not correct. <clears throat> Total sham, as Dr. Welsing said, a show to promote more incorrect behavior and to confuse non-white people, thinking that this behavior is acceptable, that these so-called homosexuals, they are against racism. They are down for the cause. Uh, we, we support you, black people. We know you. Nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, it is white people being the vultures that they are, and it should be viewed as a disgraceful, intense act of white supremacy. I think that would qualify for maximum racist aggression. I will do our news report. This is a message from uh, Troy Davis. Uh, before I get to that, uh, I will just repeat. It was music to my ears when Dr. Welsing said it, and she repeated it a few times. 
It is an exercise in black mental health for black people to refrain from name calling other black people. I'm even going to repeat it again myself. It is an exercise in black mental health for black people to refrain from name calling and squabbling with other black people. Uh, this news report, uh, this was on news1.com, uh, and that's one spelled out, news1.com, a message from Troy Davis. Below is a letter from Troy Davis, who is scheduled to be, at, well, obviously, this is a little old, uh, to be executed tonight in the state of Georgia in one of the most controversial death penalty cases of the century. Here is the letter. I want to thank all of you for your efforts and dedication to human rights and human kindness. In the past year, I have received, experienced such emotion, joy, sadness, and never-ending faith. It is because of all of you that I am alive today. As I look at my sister, Martina, I am marveled by the love she has for me, and of course, I worry about her and her health. But as she tells me, she is the eldest, and she will not back down from this fight to save my life and prove to the world that I am innocent of this terrible crime. As I look at my mail from across the globe, from places I have never, ever dreamed I would know about, and people speaking languages and expressing cultures and religions I could only hope to one day see firsthand. I am humbled by the emotion that fills my heart with overwhelming, overflowing joy. I can't even explain the insurgence of emotion I feel when I try to express the strength I draw from you all. It compounds my faith and it shows me yet again that this is not a case about the death penalty. This is not a case about Troy Davis this is a case about justice and the human spirit to see justice prevail. I cannot answer all of your letters, but I do read them all. I cannot see you all, but I can imagine your faces. I cannot hear you speak, but your letters take me to the far reaches of the world. I cannot touch you physically, but I feel your warmth every day I exist. So thank you, and remember I am in a place where execution can only destroy your physical form, but because of my faith in God, my family, and all of you, I have been spiritually free for some time, and no matter what happens in the days, weeks to come, this movement to the end, excuse me, this movement to end the death penalty, to seek true justice, to expose a system that fails to protect the innocent must be accelerated.
there are so many more Troy Davises. This fight to end the death penalty is not won or lost through me, but through our strength to move forward and save every innocent person in captivity around the globe. We need to dismantle this unjust system city by city, state by state, and country by country. I can't wait to stand with you, no matter if that is in physical or spiritual form. I will one day be announcing, I am Troy Davis, and I am free. Never stop fighting for justice, and we will win. Victim of white supremacy, Mr. Troy Anthony Davis. And if you would like a disgraceful end to this letter, words directly uh, from <laughs> words directly from Mr. Uh, Davis that you just heard. If you want a disgraceful ending to this, the photograph that I alluded to with the uh, anti-sexuals. That is the photograph that you see at the end of this report. It's not as large uh, as the report that I saw originally, um, but it is at the end of this report. Uh, with that said, um, I, I can only reiterate what Dr. Welsing said. This is war. I hear a lot of people, they, they talk about white supremacy and they'll say we're at war, white people. And I mean, really, to be accurate, it's white people are at war with us non-white people i mean we really are are confused about what's happening i don't see any evidence that non-white people are at war with white people white people are at war with non-white people worldwide all areas of people activity everything they do promoting the war against non-white people in a war people are killed all the time you definitely see evidence. I couldn't even, we couldn't even name all the black people. Kenneth Harding Jr., I'm sure people have already forgotten about him. Black male, bled to death, killed in the middle of the street in San Francisco. Mark Duggan, around the world. Black, I mean, black people who don't even have a name. Ayanna Jones, we could, an endless list of victims. In a war, you do not stop. You do not get discouraged. Uh, just say, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, discouraged. Uh, I'm in despair. That is the last thing you do. You understand that it's war. You have your objective, what you are supposed to be doing, what your group is supposed to be doing, and you continue to fight the battle. Continue to fight the battle. Because I guarantee you, white people, they're going to be on their job. You saw the anti-sexuals at the corpse of Troy Davis. I guarantee, I guarantee white people have no intention of stopping. Those white people with their tears, you might as well look at that as white people in their fatigues. They're on the battlefield. Hard at work. Do not be discouraged. Stay on the grind. We have much to do because I guarantee you some black people died today. We will never know their names. I guarantee you 
Some highly melanated folks got extremely victimized today, killed, raped, molested. We will never know their names. It will not be reported, and it's going to continue to happen. Do not get discouraged. Stay on the grind. Uh, I will check. I'll let people know. I don't really feel obligated about the phone lines. Um, you know, One thing I would like to tidy up when we have typical programs and we do two-hour broadcasts, I like to go to the phone lines at the 90-minute mark. Uh, I would appreciate it if people would not wait until the last minute to ask questions. I tell our guests that we're doing two hours, uh, and sometimes people, they kind of wait until right at the two-hour mark to put their hand up. If the guest chooses to stay over a little bit, as was the case yesterday with Dr. Ross Ione, and then people wait until we get close to the three-hour mark to put hands up. I really, I'm not interested in doing four-hour programs or three-and-a-half-hour programs. I really, we, uh, when we were on the previous site, maxed out at three hours. Anything over two hours is just extra. That's overtime. I really would appreciate it. If you do have questions, get your hand up earlier uh, because I, I don't feel obligated to take hands. Uh, and people people are missing out uh, sometimes that have questions because they're waiting until the end of the program to ask. So I like to go to the uh, phone lines at about the 90-minute mark. Get your hand up a little bit earlier if you have questions. If you're just tuning in to listen and you don't have a question, no worries. But if you think you have a question, you want to say something, get your hand up earlier, and I will definitely make an effort to uh, get your questions. Um, I'm not hanging out uh, on the program a long time today. This was not planned. I just uh, saw that it seemed like a lot of black people were feeling a little down. I thought it would be good to get a pep talk from Dr. Welsing. Uh, if you have anything to share, I will hit the two folks who have uh, hands up on the talk shoe line. I guess I'll check the, the free HD line as well to see if there are any hands. Free HD, I don't see hands. So I'll get the two people that talk shoe. Not doing a long time. Uh, young Chad said he has a lot to say. Uh, we're doing five minutes, so I'll check the two lines. Uh, whatever you need to say, you can get it in in five minutes, and then we're wrapping the program. Uh, the person who called in from East Maryland, your line should be open uh, young Chad, your line should be open, and if the volume, if you're not coming through clearly, uh, I'm not going to struggle to hear folks today. Make sure you uh, can be heard loud and clear when you dial in. Right. Can you hear me loud and clear? Yes, sir. Okay, well, I want to talk about this in a manner. Um, I think that this, we are at war. That was a lynching, and as Troy Davis said to himself, um, he wants to end the system that gives no justice. If, if that's a context clue for saying that this is there is a system of racism, white supremacy, and it's apparent. <clears throat> so basically, so basically, um, I didn't notice that picture with the anti-sexual crap. I didn't notice that till till you, you uh, till I saw it. And I'm like, wow. I'm glad I'm reading. I'm glad I'm, I'm up to date. Because I see crap like this all the time in my in my college, and right now I'm very disgusted. Uh, a lot of black people really don't care. I talked to at least 30 people today, and only maybe three people cared. One white person and two black people cared, and they were older than black people. But no black people in my generation really care right now, you know. So I'm kind of, I'm just pissed off right now, man. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what this shows, but I think this definitely shows that in this system of racism and white supremacy, anybody can get killed. And it's just surprisingly, it's, it surprises me how you got Jimmy Carter and Pope Benedict the, 
Who was it, Paul Benedict? What was that guy? In the 13th? What, what is he? Paul Benedict, the what? I don't think it matters, though, right, guys? Uh, <laughs> uh, I will just say, be codified when you speak. Uh, make sure that you're you're certain about what it is that you uh, are speaking about. Right. But what I'm trying to say is that because Pope Benedict, uh, whatever, I don't care. And then Jimmy Carter had pleased for him to um, not be executed, and I didn't accept it. They didn't accept the clemency. And it was the same day as when James murder was killed. That really tells you something right there. So, um, Rick, that's all I have to say. And I just hope people can be more aware that we're in a system of racism, white supremacy. That's all I have to say. Right on. Right on. I agree with that. Understand we are at war. 24-7, we are at war. That's what racism, white supremacy means. Uh, in terms of the young people that Chad spoke about, I think Dr. Welsing touched on that. She said it's a tragedy that older uh, black people, older victims have not done a better job in passing on information about racism, white supremacy. Um, perhaps that speaks to confusion. Maybe they didn't know, not sure, but uh, there's a lot of confusion amongst younger victims, and uh, that speaks to the work that needs to be done. We really don't have time to uh, to be sad about this. We have a lot of work to do, as Dr. Welsing stated. Um, the person who called in from East Maryland, did you have anything you wanted to add before we uh, get ready to close out? Uh, caller in East Maryland. Are you just listening, or did you have a question or comment? Groovy. I will assume they're just listening. Thank you all for uh, listening in. Very short. No, oh, uh, person who called in from California. Uh, did you have a question or comment? Can I be heard? Yes, sir. Greetings, Gus. I just wanted to say, you know, Amy Goodman, she was a um, she did her. She was there, and she was doing the show live when um, the, the murder was happening. And uh, yeah, I had to cut it off, man, because it was like it was crazy. It was like it was like uh, entertainment. It was crazy. It was like you know, like the countdown to the to. The and uh, man, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, that's that's just how I felt. Like I was listening to something that was. That was just, that was uh, like entertainment. It was it was it was very weird. I don't know how. I guess like like some type of snuff film or something like that. That's just how I felt. Like this is it, it was just weird, man. If anybody want to hear it, I guess they could. If anybody know the suspected racist Amy Goodman, uh, yeah, she was there live. They want to they want to check it out. Amy Goodman is with uh, Democracy Now. Yeah. Or my oh, okay. okay. Oh yeah, you might be interested wow. in it because uh, some of, some of those if you if you want to, I mean some of the sound clips might be worthy of uh, you just 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 seeing how the racists how they how they how they were acting. It was crazy. It was very weird. And another thing I was thinking when you was reading his um, you know his his letter. It reminded me of uh, 
that one racist that came on the program and was talking about she had a collection of uh, death letters or uh, letters when the, when the black males were about to be hung or whatever. She was like, yeah, I have those letters. And uh, I guess this, I guess, I guess he can add this one to the collection. Uh, that, I don't recall her name. Uh, forgive me. I can. Oh, I can pull it up. The uh, if I if we're on the same wavelength, the same frequency, if you will. Uh, the suspected racist from Australia. Uh, she was Black Soldier Blues. Uh, she put that film project together, and uh, she was talking about black males in Australia. They uh, were charged. <laughs> I don't have my cowbell up, so you know, ding ding. Um, these black males, they were soldiers in World War II. They were stationed in Australia. And, of course, they he looked at a reckless eyeballing. He looked at a white woman. He smelled a white woman. Uh, and they killed tons of black people, uh, lynchings, hanging, hanging them, executions, Troy Davis-style executions of black males. And she had a collection of letters that these uh, black males wrote. And uh, she uh, she read one, and it was like she had a whole collection of them. She read one, and she said, oh, would you like to hear another? She had a whole batch of them. Um, uh, necrophilia. I don't have to talk a whole lot. Necrophilia. Um, that program, I can give you the name. Her name is Nicole McQuaig, M-C-C-U-A-I-G, and that broadcast was June 24th. 2011. She's the writer and director of Black Soldier Blues, and uh, I remember, yes, I, I rem vividly remember her reading those letters, and uh, wow, that is that is eerie. <laughs> she would connect that with Troy Davis and the coverage, and I heard that from a lot of people. That's why I did this program, that people were saying they were watching CNN, and it was just, it was an odd feeling. It did not feel like these were white people who were concerned about justice and seeing black people not killed and mistreated it just seemed it seemed like uh entertainment as you said the racial theater um the uh person uh your lines are still open i'll check we had another hand the person uh ron b7 ron b7 did you have a question or comments uh sir or ma'am your line is open no, I was I was uh, just gonna say, um, you know, just to follow up on what you were saying, you know, uh, how white people just they get a sense of enjoyment from killing black people. If you can go back to that, I don't know if you uh, if you if you heard that footage when they were talking about the so-called victims' family and uh, their immediate reaction to his death. What I heard when they smiled. They looked at each other and smiled. That was their first reaction. That that that's what I, that that was on MSNBC. You can uh you can uh check that out yourself. And um just just I thought that's what I you know because I didn't watch the footage all day. You know I didn't I I tried not to uh, stay too tuned into that because I I was I was a whole lot of emotions and extreme feelings going through me, but. That stuck out to me right there. They, they, their immediate reaction to his death. You know, they, you know, smiling. So, I just wanted to add that. That's all I wanted to add.
I will, uh, man, with that photograph of it, and that is big time, in my opinion, Mr. Neely Fuller Jr., because I did not make the connection between anti-sexual behavior, so-called homosexual behavior, and it seems like young Chad said the same thing. I didn't connect that with white supremacy before I became informed about Mr. Fuller's work. Man, that is the most disgraceful thing I've seen in quite some time, and I look at a lot of ugly. That's probably the most sickening thing that I've seen since Precious. Uh, the photograph with uh, those anti-sexuals taking the spotlight uh, really over the corpse of Mr. Davis. And I'll just make sure that I give out the definition for necrophilia. Um, the definition uh, that I'm pulling up, this is my computer's di uh, dictionary. Necrophilia, a morbid and especially erotic attraction between, or excuse me, a morbid and especially erotic attraction towards corpses sexual intercourse with a corpse necrophilia I think fitting all the way through for the reference 909 made to what happened in black soldier blues the black males writing these letters the day before they're to be executed for reckless eyeballing or suspected uh, sexually incorrect behavior with a white woman what happened with Troy Davis I think it's, it's a lot of examples of this uh, necrophilia um, if anybody has anything else to share, everybody's line's still open. Anything else you all want to get in? Did you see the uh, Dragon's Breath ammo? I found it. Yes, sir. I found it. Okay, cool. Um, just was wondering, anybody um, listening, you can look up on YouTube. Just type in Dragon's Breath ammo. And uh, I don't know, I just, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think it's, like you said, it's entertainment, and it's going to get, I read somewhere where they, they, they're they talking about bringing back the guillotine. So um, <laughs> I think these these type of uh, displays, or whatever you want to call it, the sickness, this, it, yeah, it might, it's not the, um, it's not the last. And I think that uh, their guest yesterday was talking about, you know, that he, he he said something as far as he sees himself as you or you're an extension, or you know, of of uh, of him. And I think that that might have been the feeling that I got to. It was like, man, you know, that this this could be me, you know. It's kind of it was that close. Like that's this is me. It's, it's very weird. Like dang, I'm. Oh, proceed. No, I was I was saying I was hearing a lot of people say, you know, say that that, you know, I could be Troy Davis. I was, you know, just scrolling through some, you know, talk radio, just trying to listen, trying to get a feel for, you know, what, what what what's being put out there. And I was hearing a lot of people saying, I could be Troy Davis. I could be Troy Davis. And, and uh, <clears throat> I feel like any non-white male could be Troy Davis because, I mean, to have, you know, that many people say, hey, I lied. I didn't see, you know, I, I lied. And for them to still proceed and say, you know what, 
gonna kill you anyway. I mean, I mean, I think I don't know what else could further drive the point home. But it seemed like business as usual today, so. It it was business as usual. It never stopped being business as usual. I mean, that photograph, that really, that that's all you need to know. If you understand racism, white supremacy, in my opinion, that photograph with those anti-sexual white women, and that especially, I've said for a long time, in my opinion, this system, the backbone of this system is deception. I do not think anyone, anything is more deceptive than that white woman. In my opinion, it's these folks, and I'm talking about white women specifically, they are crafty enough to set up a system where it looks like white men are the ones running the show for the white team. I don't think that's the case at all. Uh, it is white women. Look at that photograph. Just take a good long look at it. They got the, the, the waterworks running, oh, the tears everywhere, and they make it explicit. They make it explicit. These folks are in a homosexual relationship. They don't leave that for you to wonder. They don't leave it to the imagination. They make it clear. Yes, this is homosexuality, front and center, corpse of Troy Davis. Oh, we tried so hard. Oh, we're in this struggle against this. Oh, this is this is terrible. What a shame this is. And I totally agree for different reasons, obviously, but I completely agree. It is a shame. It is a disgrace. It is white racist vultures promoting maximum racist aggression over the corpse of a black male. Business as usual under racism, white supremacy, every day, 24-7. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I kind of, I was thinking about that, but I didn't say anything about it. Gay is the new black. Gay is the new black. I mean, that image right there is basically saying the death of the black, death of a black male, the resurrection of, of, of the homos. You know what I'm saying? That, that, you know, that's maximum. Just, yeah, like you said, that's that's not something. That's that's very serious. That image. That's exactly what it's saying. Gay is the new black. Um, you know, you can be gay and live, and you want to be black. This this is what you get. And it it, it just it is so sick, man. It, Wow, it's just so sick. It's like the sacrifice for the for the gays. You know, these black people voted voted against you know gay marriage or whatever. I mean, just the lie that they tell. You know what I'm saying? And all the gays was upset at black people and trying to say that you know you blacks need to be on our side because we're going through the same things. It's just uh, gay is the new. It's it's it's. I'm just glad that's. I hope people get that, man, that that is just, this, that's extra sick. It's extra, it's just sadistic, sadistic. I think it won't be long before they'll be using that, that, that photo op or that piece of footage as a, as a, as a propaganda tool. So look out for that somewhere down the line. You'll see that, you'll see that footage pop up. I had seen that white woman. Um, they could both be white. I'm just focusing on the one, I think, uh, the, the so-called pastor. 
uh, in the photograph. I'm really more focused on that one because uh, she looks, I don't have any doubts. I think that's a white person. The other one, I'm not so sure. But I had seen her. It seemed like she was there. She had been speaking. They had cameras on her. She was talking and, you know, really giving a good show. I'm really, uh, I'm really, you know, looking to, to have my voice heard and to speak against this. This is an outrage. This is a disgrace what's happening to this black male. They had her on television. I think she was even in the sound clip that I played to begin the broadcast yesterday. Uh, I'm going to get her name. I, I will work to see if we can get her on the program. That is definitely one white woman. We should, uh, man, for Troy Davis, she should be on the program, and the gun should be out in full force. I wouldn't care if she was here for 15 minutes. Her name is uh, Minister Lynn, and she's a minister, man. Minister Lynn Hopkins. That's her name, Minister Lynn Hopkins. I bet you'll see a lot of video if you Google her name because she was there. They had her on television quite a bit yesterday talking and speaking against this. We'll see if we can get her on the program. Minister Lynn Hopkins, L-Y-N-N Hopkins. That's her name. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, crap. You can still hear me? I thought you muted me. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, so basic, basically, um, I saw the photo. People should definitely read the book Homosexuality and the Feminization of African Males. Uh, I recommend that book if you want to know more about this um this uh, practice and what they're trying to do. So that's about, that's all I have to say. Uh, Dr. Baruti, author of that book, uh, he was on this program. He's been a guest five times. Uh, the very first time he was here, uh, that was our 100th broadcast, and that was the book that we discussed. Um, I think very constructive information, and you'll get a much better understanding of uh, the incorrectness of this behavior and really what a core aspect of white supremacy, uh, so-called anti-sexual, homosexual behavior is. Um, the first time that particular, you know, that particular broadcast was uh, February 2010, uh, if you check the archives, and he was on four times after that as well, and we consistently spoke about the incorrect sexual practices of white people. Um, young Chad? Yeah, but guess also, you know I was on a radio show last night. I was on a, a white conservative radio show last night, and guess what they were talking about? Homosexual behavior? They were talking about... They were talking about the system of elitism and all this other crap. And I'm I'm like I they keep they keep saying that race doesn't matter, but when you equate elite with white and see that the the majority of the elite people are white and they put the people <laughs> who are elite who are color who are people of color who the people the people who put the people of color who are elite in power are white. So it's like they quit all this, and then I was getting mad at me. And then he calmed down and said I was right. <laughs> so. Ruben, uh, unless anybody else has uh, anything they would like to get in, um, we can wrap up. I want to go and 
get a little exercise in before uh, it gets too dark on the uh, West Coast? Anything folks want to get in? Any information? I know uh, the MSNBC report that uh, I think Ron B. Seven mentioned uh, where the, the family of the uh, officer who was uh, murdered that they uh, convicted Troy Davis of. Um, he said that the family, you can see them smiling in their response. I read some reports where they were saying that they finally had peace and they were pleased now. And they, they, they said specifically that now uh, Mr. Davis's family, they'll know what we felt. I thought that was interesting as well. Um, yeah, but is there anything you all want to share uh, before we get ready to wrap up? Everybody's line is open who dialed in. Everybody good? I was just thinking, white people are sick, man. I mean, do you think it's brain damage? I mean, brain damage just seems like kind of, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Dr. Buzzing was saying. I asked her, yeah, I asked her about brain damage. She she was like basically not, I mean, you know, not, not pitting two, you know, two people, but just really the concepts. Yeah, I think it's just what they need to do. I don't, I don't know. They They just, they... I, I don't know. I, I I'm just thinking like even saying that they're sick, like this is them. They don't care if he did it or not. You know what I'm saying? They can they can rest easy. <laughs> long as long as a long, long as a black person died, I can rest easy. Innocent, guilty, I don't care. You know, as long as it was rich and it was ritualistic the way it was. You know, setting it up and with a little bit of a uh, fun and games at the end. You know, we're gonna. We're gonna take it to the Supreme Court and all of that. I'm just, I'm, I'm just thinking. This is white people. That's all I would say. That's them. But Dr. Wilson would call it white think. And um, yeah, so that's all I wanted to say. That is, that is, that's who they are. This is another, another example. Another, you know, another, some more data to put in the log um, of reasons why they don't belong on the planet. So that's all I have to say, Gus. Amen. Amen. I could not agree more. Well said. Well said. Rhodesian jungle. That'll be our end term for the day. Rhodesian jungle. Um, in fact, I will, we can go out with a sound clip. And it's really disgraceful. Like I said, this is entertainment for white people. I hope this will drive home the point. We will end. This is a sound clip from Green Mile, because I think that's what white people, to white people, that's what it was for them, Green Mile. Context of white supremacy, uh, we'll be back uh, Saturday. It's not programmed yet, but uh, I will enter it into the computer as soon as this program concludes. Uh, Lee Jasper, non-white male in the area of the world known as the United Kingdom. He'll be on the program this Saturday, uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, program time will be 2.30 uh, 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 p.m. Eastern, Saturday afternoon. Uh, he was just in a debate uh, two days ago uh, in the U.K. about the so-called riots. Uh, I've definitely still got my eye on what's happening in that part of the world, uh, major anti-black campaign. Uh, he'll be here this Saturday to give us an update as to what's been happening. And Pam, co-author of Trojan Horse, Death of a Dark Nation, uh, she'll be on Sunday, 
Sunday. Uh, that would be September 25th, Sunday evening. Uh, we'll be discussing anti-blackness, uh, some suggestions for dealing with that. Anti-blackness from everyone, non-white people, black people, uh, just being honest about that and ways to go about compensating for that. Um, invest if you think the program is constructive. Uh, and share the links, very important, particularly for this program, because this came up with such short notice that uh, I think some people might have missed or what have you, if you think it would be constructive for people to hear from Dr. Welsing on the murder of Troy Davis, uh, share the links. Uh, the program will be available. Uh, the correct high-quality audio of the program will be available uh, if you give me 90 minutes, as is the case with all the broadcasts. Just give me at least 90 minutes, and it should be available. Uh, if you're impatient, you can listen to the program. You should be able to on TalkShoe, but that's not the best quality audio. If you download the programs, you definitely want to wait and make sure you get the, the high-quality uh, version of the program so you can hear without too much difficulty. Again, we'll be back this Saturday. That would be September 24th. Saturday, September 24th, 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific. Uh, Mr. Lee Jasper will be joining us from the United Kingdom. Um, again, I snicker the folks who say, you all only focus on uh, the United States in your area of the world. You're not looking at the archives. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, again, I will have a quick moment just to recognize the many victims of white supremacy uh, whose lives have been lost uh, or whose lives have just not been the quality that they should have been as a result of white people. Quick moment of silence, and we will hear uh, the Green Mile, because I, unfortunately, I think that's what yesterday was for white people. Uh, just another example of the Green Mile and the disgraceful behavior of white people. Context of white supremacy will sign out at the conclusion of the sound clip. I tried to take it back, but it was too late. Boy, you under arrest for murder. We had us a dog. Just a sweet mongrel. You know the kind. Well, in many ways, a good mongrel dog is like your Negro. You get to know it. Often, you get to love it. It is of no particular use, but you keep it around because you think it loves you. If you're lucky, Mr. Edgecombe, you never have to find out any different. My wife and I were not so lucky. Ed, come here for a second. Please, sir. He still has the one good eye. I suppose he's lucky not to be completely blind. We get down on our knees and thank God for that much, at least. Right, Caleb? Okay, go on in now. That dog attacked my boy for no reason. Just got it in his mind one day. Same with John Coffey. He was sorry afterwards. 
Of that, I have no doubt. But those little girls stayed raped and murdered. Maybe never done it before. My dog never bit before. But I didn't concern myself with that. I went out there with my rifle and grabbed his collar and blew his brains out. Is Coffee guilty? Yes, he is. Don't you doubt it. And don't you turn your back on him. You may get away with it once, or even a hundred times. But in the end, you'll get bit. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.